Another episode of From the Nosebleeds, episode 30. Hey, man, you already know who it is, your boy Joe, the host of the show. As always, back at it again, I got my main man, Corey, hey, in the building. We in there. And I got a longtime friend, Roy. He's on the last season. He's back at it again this season. Let's do it. Hey. So, yeah, man, we're going to hop right into the show. Um, big moves, big things happened last night. Um, Kansas won the national championship in the men's division in a long time. I, I don't remember how long it's been. Was it uh, when Chalmers hit that shot? That was like... I, I think like, that was 05. Oh, I was at 05 or 08. That might have been the last one. That's the last one that, I remember. I think so. That was the last one. <laughs> you know, everyone else has been Villanova or freaking Duke or somebody yeah. else. They've been taking over. But, yeah, man, congratulations to the Kansas Jayhawks last night for winning a very close, tight-knit game. Um, how y'all felt about that or just the NCAA tournament in general? Uh, man, I guess I'll go ahead and take it. Uh, for me, I know the, uh, the final four was outstanding. I mean, uh, the rest of the tournament was great, but I mean, when we got down to the final four, it was amazing. And it really reminded mm-hmm. me of, um, in the NFL, when we got down to the, you know, the conference championship games, mm-hmm. um, I mean, just how amazing every single game was coming down to the wire. Uh, you know, putting on amazing performances. Uh, it was a lot of fun to watch. And then, I mean, to have Duke and North Carolina matched up in the Final Four, I mean, that's that's stuff <laughs> you, you can't even script. For yeah, Co- that was for crazy. Coach K's last game, I mean, that's ridiculous. And then to have, what, like 20-something lead changes in that game just to show you, like, how tight it was. Uh, I mean, that's just, man, you can't even write that type of stuff in, in a movie script. So, uh, definitely outstanding. Um, but just just to give you a quick summary of my night last night. So, <laughs> you know, you know, we like to put a little money on games and whatnot. So, you know, I, I did what I do. That's a little bit. That's a little I, bit. I, I did what I do. You know what I'm saying? So I, I put mm-hmm. a little 50 piece down on North Carolina to cover the spread because I got them at six and a half. I'm like, <laughs> OK, these boys. These, That's a good amount. Exactly, exactly. I'm like, these boys might lose, but they're not going to get blown out. They can they can keep it with their six. So, of course, I'm watching a game. And we get to halftime, and they're up 15. So I'm feeling myself. I'm like, oh, I'm <laughs> straight. straight. Like, I'm super straight. So I'm like, I know they're going to cover. Matter of fact, they get, they're up 15. I know they're going to win. So <laughs> I put a smooth $100 down North Carolina to win outright. Oh, this man. Outright. And then guess what I do? I take, I take my head to bed. I go... <laughs> I'm sound asleep thinking I'm about to wake up to a smooth about 250 in my pocket. You... I wake up, bro. I wake up, refresh the page. I said, What the hell happened in the last 30 minutes? 
<laughs> wow. Man, that's how my night was. I'm not going to lie to you. That's how my night was. I did not watch the end of the game. That's why you lost. <laughs> that's why you lost. First of all, you never fall asleep on a game that you are putting that much money on. Bro, I was sound asleep up 15. I'm like, this is a wrap. This is a do you wrap. know the do you know the history of Kansas? Have you watched any of their games? That lead doesn't mean anything. Now, <laughs> what I what I did think, I didn't think they were gonna um I did think that they were gonna come back mm-hmm. and pretty much I thought they were still gonna lose the game. Yeah, but after they gained the momentum of of getting possession, then it was a nine old run. Yeah. I was like, all right, Kansas is gonna win. Kansas is gonna win. Like they 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 were on a run. Man, yeah, it, absolutely. It, 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 it was wild and it was like it was crazy. Roy, what you thought what you thought about the game last night? So I was rooting for uh North Carolina on on, on it and I was like mm-hmm. I actually didn't watch the first half. I just saw the score got home. I was like, oh snap, they're out fifteen. I was like, let's get it. And then yeah. as I'm watching the game, I'm like, it went from 15, 10 points, yep. <laughs> five points. And mm-hmm. I was like, what is going on right now? <laughs> they went on like they didn't score in like the first eight minutes of the game, North yeah. Carolina. Yeah, it was like it was like a I think it was like a total of like something like a 32 to like seven. Yeah, run. I think, yeah, thirty like, thirty-one the, ten. I think yeah. Yeah, something crazy like that. By the by the by the time uh, they caught up or took the lead, and then um, and then I honestly thought uh, North Carolina. I thought they were gonna pull up pull off some heroics like we did against Duke with that yeah. last shot, but it came up short. And then um, I thought um, what's his name the the cat that got injured. Yeah, yeah, Baycott. yeah, yeah. I know Baycott. Yeah. Bro, like he put his heart and soul in that game. Man. Yeah, fifteen did, rebounds, did. fifteen points. And yeah, um, yeah. I, I think if he was if if he might have been there the last few minutes, uh, yep. it might have made a difference there. So, absolutely, yeah, absolutely uh, right. It it was definitely a super man. It was tight. You gotta clinch your clinch your cheeks yeah. up. It was so tight. <laughs> I said, golly, like good thing I I was going. I didn't bet on that game. Um, but I was just like, it was. I wasn't sure what was gonna happen because at the end of the day, like those. That game was gonna be just a crazy dynamic of changes mm-hmm. uh, in the second quarter or second half per se. So um, yeah. great game. The like you said, the uh, Duke and North Carolina game that was an historic game. Uh, it was pissing me off because I really wanted Duke to win. And that dude missing those <laughs> three free throws at the end yeah. was pissing me off. Yeah, I'm like, throws. bro, free throws. All you had time. to do was make the free throw. Hit him. Yep. I thought um, I I thought it was written for Coach K to win his final season, you know. Oh yeah, so it's oh, like, yeah. Well, as soon as they got the final four, I was like, man, this is storybook ending. Yep. Coach of K course. is about to about to retire a champion. Yep. And then North Carolina spoiled him again, like they did at the spoiled. ACC championship. Man, <laughs> and every time North Carolina has their number, which makes it even worse. Which makes it even better how that game was. Yeah. We were watching the game and pins and needles and it was kind of crazy how Mm -hmm. the dynamic was changing every single time and it was a good turnout man like I enjoyed it granted I only watched the final four I mean shoot me but at the end of the day I know I've seen highlights of the tournament there's a lot of good upsets St. Peter's shout out to St. Peter's making it to the elite eight 
that was a great um, outcome for them. They shut down everyone's bracket because, like, who is like St. Peter's? What? Like, who are they? It's like I had Kentucky. Year. I had Kentucky going in the Final Four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and like that was crazy. Every year, it's like somebody either. Um, Chicago, uh, Loyola, or Loyola, yeah, or somebody who just kind of just comes out of nowhere, and I love it, and that's and that's what we love about the NCAA tournament. So every year you always get these hidden gems. Um, but yeah, shout out to Kansas for doing y'all thing and coming through in the clutch. You guys um, see that? Um, sorry, that that cat from St. Peter's transferring, entering the portal. Ooh, uh, yeah. where, so, where though? I don't know where, but he made a he made a name for himself in the tournament. So yep. I'm oh, sure, yeah. I'm sure oh, yeah. everybody wants him. Gonna be, he's gonna be lining up for him. I didn't know I, what year is he. I thought he was like a. I think he's might be a, a, a junior. Yeah, I, gotta double I think he's a junior. But, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Like so he has mm. probably play a senior year at a bigger school. Yep. That I mean that makes sense. I mean he can literally say where he's at because he already got the recognition now. He can he can already get he can get an NAL NAL NIL NIL I can't even talk NIL deal do his thing keep putting them on the map and still get drafted I think but I mean hey who I knows do what you want to do well, player the other thing is um bigger NIL NIL deals at bigger schools you know yeah absolutely uh, very, you very know true, very true so absolutely I just looked it up too it's actually uh three players three players from St Peter's that are actually in oh the, wow in, in the portal so. Uh, I mean, yeah, they, they were able to take advantage of the big stage and hopefully it'll pay off for him next year. Same way it did for uh, Shaheem. He, he's about to get that big bag. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. And that's what's up, man. I'm, I'm so happy that this stuff is really changing college athletes' lives and, and, and in a good way. They can really kind of benefit off of their name and their pay Absolutely. and all that stuff. So I think it's a really good thing. I feel like I was born too early. But, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm, I'm happy, I'm I'm happy to say that. I'm salty, too. Did you guys, I'm a little uh, bit. Well, I, know, I know Corey played, played uh, golf Absolutely. I was like, in college. I was like, man, what, what could have you done with an extra extra – Money in your pockets. Man, <laughs> I'm telling you, we were, we were on the same tell? team. We, we, yeah. You don't even exactly. want to know what I would have done. <laughs> Who you telling? Exactly. You mean, I know me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would have done some crazy stuff. Exactly. Oh, oh man. man. Um, But transitioning, man, we're going into the Masters week. Mm. And it is official. Tiger announced today that he is playing in the Masters after – what a two and a half year hiatus yep. from getting into a car crash that almost ended his life. Like, just me saying that, and just me saying that gives me goosebumps. Yep. Like, and I was watching the interview today. He says, uh, a reporter asked him, We know you don't play in a tournament unless you think you can win. Do you think you can win the Masters? He said, Yes, I do. He said it so quickly, he couldn't even get the question out. <laughs> this is put, crazy. That means put your money down on Tiger. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Trust me. I already got I already got it in the books right now. I got something on them. So um, how y'all feel about that? This Masters week. How do you think it's gonna change uh the dynamic of this week and just him being in the field? Like, what do y'all think about that? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm uh, sorry, Corey, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'll say, go ahead. You take it. 
No, I was saying, first off, you know the ratings is already going to be through the roof to start yeah. off oh, with. Yeah. Without oh, yeah. him, um, you know, uh, <laughs> let's say how it is, golf ratings just hasn't been the same or hasn't been as great. Correct. Um, second, I think um, his confidence coming in, I think he really thinks he, he can win this thing. Um, and I would love to, for him to get it, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, or at least go into Sunday – um, going to Sunday with a, you know, either tied or, or headed into with a chance. Because then that's drama right there, you know, which is oh, good, yeah. for, good for the sport. Um, and then the second thing is, uh, or the third thing is, um, you guys saw Tiger with no, not wearing Nike anymore? <laughs> I missed that. Hold on. What is he wearing? What is he wearing? I, I didn't see what brand it was, but he's dev- he wasn't wearing Nike shoes out there today. Huh. <laughs> it, was, oh. it, was a, it was a huge news story so i thought that was interesting wow i actually missed that i was so busy focused on the swing <laughs> and over there looking at other things wow that must be some that's some news right there yeah absolutely. it's like the first time in his like career or something crazy like that that he's not wearing nike Cause i noticed <laughs> he still has a nike shirt yeah, the, yeah. Like, I, I don't i don't know if he's he's uh Starting his own thing, like I said, I, I just saw I just saw it come across the timeline. Yeah, he was, uh, was he's, like, he's wearing foot joys today, so I'm thinking it might have something to, something to do with his his ankle or his, his foot or whatever the case is. I'm guessing, but that's mm. that's a, that's interesting though. I don't know. That that is that is definitely some breaking news. Yep, for sure. Because <laughs> like him, he's never been caught dead in foot joys. Never. <laughs> like he was, he would never wear something like that. So the fact that he's busting out those. It's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, it's super interesting. Um, he could put foot joys on the map. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Corey, what about you? How you feel about that? Man, uh, super excited. I mean, just like Roy said, this is huge for the game, huge for the sport. Uh, I mean, viewership is going to be through the roof now. I mean, people can't wait. Uh, I've heard of people taking off work th- on Thursday and Friday just, just to watch this man's first two rounds. Oh yeah, and, um, I, I might be one of them to be honest with you. So <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a huge deal. Um, and it's, as far as expectations go, uh, I really don't have any to be honest with you. And I, I do think mm-hmm. people should temper their expectations. Uh, I don't expect this man to go out there and win it. You know, even though he thinks he may, uh, I Correct. I don't think that's realistic right now. Um, I'm just hoping to see him make the cut. Honestly, that would make me happy. Um, but I mean, he has that mentality. I mean, you you compare it to you know LeBron James, the comment he made the other week. We're talking about you know as long as he can make it to the playoffs, he doesn't care what CD is. He thinks he has a chance to win it, and that's the Correct. same same way Tiger feels. As long as he can walk and be out there and swing the club, he thinks he's got a chance. And I shoot, I can't knock him. The game, you know, I miss that mentality. The game needs. Oh that. yeah, oh yeah, I totally agree. I think yeah. he has more of a Jordan and Kobe mentality versus LeBron, but yeah, absolutely. we won't we we won't go there. But however, absolutely, uh, <laughs> um, I think Tiger, you never count him out. Never. He is he I is agree. the person you can always like rely on when it comes to hitting the clutch shot, hitting the, making the clutch putt, and just he's unpredictable. I mean, he won a PJ championship on one leg. Yep. After being injured and needed foot surgery. Absolutely. Like, Reg- regardless that, of regardless of the physical, his mental is still there. He has not lost that. He will never lose oh, yeah. that. And oh, in yeah. golf, was, we, we already know golf is mostly mental. So mostly mental. And yeah. he was just saying if he can walk the course, it's like it's on. Like yep. he can still hit the ball. He can his mental has never stopped. 
Like, he still has that killer mentality. I And this is his course. He's won five green jackets here. Yep. I don't I don't think he – I think he'll do more than make the cut. I don't know. Now, realistically, do I think he will win? I'll be highly surprised. But do I think he's going to be a top five, top ten? I think so. Just because me watching him hit the ball, me seeing the kind of dynamic and how he went there like two weeks early to go train – Already told, already tells me that. All right, you really trying to do some damage. Yep. Like you're not trying to go out here and just be people feel sorry for you and like, oh, no, nah, you trying to go out there and make a statement. Yeah, absolutely. So, so this is something that's going to be very special. Um, like you said, since he's been out the game, golf ratings have been down. He's changed the game dramatically since he's been involved, and. Everyone's talking about it. Literally, they're talking about him in his jet from the plane from Naples to Augusta. Like, they were showing pictures <laughs> of that. You know what I'm saying? Of, like, oh, Tiger's see, on see, the way to Augusta. Yeah. That's the type of coverage he brings. Yeah, know, absolutely. Like, and, and that's what I'm saying. No one else no one else is taking pictures of their plane radar. No. Oh. <laughs> this man and moves mostly, like a president. That's what I'm saying. It's like. It's crazy, and I literally cannot wait, bro. It's going to be so dope um, to see him make his presence known. Um, but, yeah, man, transitioning to what happened a couple weeks ago, uh, New Mexico golf team um, got into a car crash um, with a driver that was head-on, driving head-on. Um, from what I've read, it was a girls and golf team that was on that bus, and um, nine people died. I think about what six people got injured mm-hmm. on the yeah. team, and including the coach died as well. And it's a very sad story because, um, as y'all may know, me and Corey were former teammates on the golf team, and going through those experiences, like traveling and doing things like that. We've had great memories and we've had weird ones, um, <laughs> but uh, like just just the fact of you're on a tournament going back home and this happens to you is kind of detrimental. Um, I guess Corey, how you feel about the situation? Yeah, yeah, man. I'm glad we get a second to talk about this. This one, it, this one hit real close to home. Not gonna lie to you. I mean, when when I first heard the details of it, it was honestly emotional for me, just because. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, this is just something you don't expect. And I mean, if you just look at all the times we were on the road, you know, in in school, I mean, whether it's just to and from practice, a 45 minute drive every day just to go into practice as a team. Um, you know, we hit the road and, and drive to uh, anywhere. I mean, drive to Texas, drive to Mississippi, drive to North Carolina. I mean, you know, eight, nine, 12 hours on the bus together. Like, this could have happened to us at any time. Correct. Um, so, I mean, just to think about that, man. It, um, and then on top of that, I mean, I don't know if you know the details of the story, but the driver that ran into them head on was a 13-year-old boy. What? Yeah. Yep. 13, 13 year old boy driving with yep. his dad. I guess his dad was teaching him how to drive or something of that yeah. nature. But mm-hmm. yeah. Or was his dad, what is that, drunk or something like that? No, I, I don't think so. Uh, I think they lost control. It might have may have been uh, a weather related issue. I'm not quite sure, to be honest with you. But yeah. Um, I mean, That's just crazy. unbelievable for a kid to end the life of, of, you know, 
six or seven other you know adults and college kids is is, is ridiculous. But and their um, lives ended as well too. Yeah, they died yeah, as well. Yeah. Right, absolutely. Um, but I mean, just to shine a little bit of positive light, like Joe said, I mean, college golf had a tremendous impact on us, and and being on the road is what made it so fun. You know, there's not yeah. not a single day since graduation that I have not reminisced about. <laughs> you know, the amazing times we had on the road together. It's just such a, an amazing bonding time, um, a time to get to know each other, a time of just camaraderie, uh, jokes. You know, sadness when things don't go your way, but it's just just how important that time on the road is. And that's for any athlete on any type of sports team. You just, you know, you have that special bond with your team and your teammates. Um, and I was, I was going to ask you, Joe, maybe what, what one of your favorite moments were. I think for me, uh, my favorite moments were always just going out to eat with the team. I mean, going out to eat on the road. Uh, coach used to always love to take us to Nasty Ass, Golden Corral, <laughs> CC's <Pretty> Pizza. <laughs> CC's, yeah. And I couldn't stand it, bro. We could not, I could not stand it. But as a college kid, uh, a free meal is everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. It didn't even matter. That was everything. It did not even matter. Uh, yeah, man, I definitely missed those times on the road. And I was just going to ask, you know, what, what are some of your things that you remember about hitting the road as, as a college, college athlete? Um, I think mine. I think mine was pretty much going to Arkansas, mm-hmm. Arkansas Pine Bluff. Yeah. Um, and us having that road trip, there was so much fun, crazy moments in that road trip. Very good, funny times. Um, knowing me, I always roasted the coach. So yeah. boy, so like I always roasted the coach. So you guys were roasting. Always. Yeah, I literally anything always. he did, I, like he hated me because I literally anything he did, he hit a bump in the road. I said, "Damn, what the hell is wrong with you, kids, bro?" But I would say the craziest things, and I would, and he hated it. He wouldn't bust. A, he wouldn't laugh at all. And uh, everyone else is laughing, so I kept. And uh, I think that was the most. Uh, that was the, that was the best time. That was yeah. the best time because yeah. it's like we always had those moments of just like camaraderie and bonding throughout the team, and 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 it worked and it helped us, you know, yep. win a conference championship. Um, helped us get closer as a team to just really group and figure out how we're gonna attack a tournament. Yeah, and um, it, it was just good times, man. Like the food was good. Every now and then he'll bring us into some exquisite restaurant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know it was all right, but it was some. I hated Panera Bread because of how many times he took us to Panera Bread. <laughs> I'm like, Panera Bread is not good. But... <laughs> I heard yeah, it's not man. that bad no more. <laughs> <laughs> and just just one other small note too, and this is you know not even just for athletes, but just college kids in general, like. When you're in college, you, you're almost in a bubble, right? Like, you're just so isolated from real life. Yeah. You're, you're so protected yeah. from real life. You're on a campus. Um, you know, you're not really too worried about financials and getting a job and just all the worries of the world. And so when reality hits like that, when danger hits so close to home, it's just it's just really, really sad. Because that's just the last thing you would expect, um, Oh yeah, you know, in, in a situation like that. Exactly. No, I totally agree. Like, I'm pretty sure they weren't even thinking about that type of that's something no one, that no, could happen yeah yeah, yeah. like absolutely. no one ever thinks like that yeah but, it's you not know a thought saying? in your mind like, it's um it's crazy and unfortunate i have the thoughts and prayers go to the families of yes. that golf team yeah, and the coach everything like Facts. that's a sad sad thing Facts. Um, definitely rest in peace then. for yes. sure for sure uh getting back to some nba now we're gonna switch this over to some nba Mm. Um. So, man, 
LeBron sucks. <laughs> I was gonna start off that way. Uh, <laughs> really? I wouldn't say he sucks. No. Let me, okay, say. let me let me revert that statement. I'm sorry, I had to get put, it out. Put a little respect on it. Yeah. I had to get it out. He's playing well, but they suck together. Yeah, they, they, they do. There's no chemistry. That's factual. Um, I know you're, you... we're about to get a topic here real quick, but mm-hmm. supposedly there's reports that Frank Vogel is going to get fired mm-hmm. um, at the end of the season, and uh, rumor is they might bring Doc in, which I think is kind of crazy. But um, Doc Rivers? Yep, that's the that's going to be uh, that's who they're looking at, and I think mm-hmm. another coach from Utah. Uh, but mm-hmm. those are the top two as of right now. Uh, the mm-hmm. rumors. So I... that'll be kind of interesting <laughs> I, I definitely think so uh i don't doubt that rumor just because like they they should be way better than what they're actually playing and i don't think he's putting in the right people in the right lineups to make it to make it work like even though russell westbrook is having a terrible year i still think they should be like a seven or eight seed to be honest like they should be making the yeah. playing game i um, think the biggest issue is just there's no spacing that the team is like no one can shoot on the team. <laughs> so much cluster. There's so much yeah. cluster. Yeah. Within that organization, it's kind of crazy. Um. So one of the questions are: Do you guys still think that people want to play with LeBron? Like it's been a thing over the past years. Like, do you think people are going to be more attracted to play with them? And has this season been a positive or negative in LeBron's career? What do y'all think about that? Man, uh, for me, number one, I honestly don't think players want to play with LeBron. Um, not not the way they used to. Um, and for mm-hmm. a couple of different reasons. Number one, I mean, obviously, as of lately, it has not worked. Um, you know, in the past, I think any LeBron team is automatically going to get you a shot at the championship. But, I mean, clearly right. this year proves you, you know, proves you wrong on that. Um, nowhere near championship. It's the way it's sitting now, they're not even going to be in the, in the playoffs. So, uh, that on top of, I think my biggest issue with it is just people see the way LeBron leaves the team when he comes in, basically blows up the roster, and then mm-hmm. if it doesn't work that year, you're gone. I mean, even someone as close as AD, as close as AD is to LeBron, that mm-hmm. man might be gone next year because it didn't work. And so I don't think any player will want to go into that type of situation where you know, your job is not guaranteed year to year just because of one other person. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't yep. think guys want that. Um, on top of that, I mean, it's just, I don't know, the 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 prestige, like the, I don't even know what the term is, the mystique of LeBron, like it's just not there anymore. It, it's a lot of younger guys that I think people would rather team up with these days. And I mean, I, I think mm-hmm. it says a lot that even LeBron's best friends in the league, even someone like CP3, who had the option to go play with them didn't want to. I mean, I think that says a lot right there in terms of not everyone has that mentality of wanting to team up with them. Correct. Um, so, I mean, that's my view. Um, and then in terms of this season, uh, I, I don't think it's seen as a positive for him. Even if he does win the scoring title, at, you know, at his age, you know, kudos. But, I mean, man, how can you possibly look at this as a positive? You, you, you're leading the league in scoring from a, for a sorry team. That means nothing to me. You know, <laughs> exactly. if anyone else does that in the league, we're saying, what does that mean? That means nothing. Right. So why is LeBron right. any different? I mean, yeah, he's older. I get it. But I'm sorry. You, you had to lead them in scoring because no one else can score the ball. So it's just right. by, it's by default. You know what I mean? So that's that's kind of my take on how this year has been. 
Um, well, with my take, I think um, you are right. I think the younger players want to team up with the younger players um, nowadays. I mean, all of LeBron's friends are either retired or, or old. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, or on his team. Know, it, it's 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 hard. You know, I think I think for someone to want to team up with him, it has to be the right fit. So, for example, like you know, you have play someone that like Russell Westbrook gets a bad fit because him. Uh, I know uh, Dwayne Wade and Braun made it work when they were younger, but now older Braun, not as explosive, you know, not as athletic, you know. Um, it just – I feel like it just doesn't work as well. Um, he needs someone that can shoot around him or he needs someone that um, – to be honest with you, that just – I mean, Russell just turns the ball over way too much. Um, you know, so you need someone that can take care of the ball, can shoot, and, it'll, and then it'll allow LeBron to be off the ball. I think that's the thing. That's the key is it's fit. Um, and I, Corey, I believe you, man. I think even someone like AD can get traded at this point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, which, by the way, I did on my 2K season. I traded AD for uh, for Jalen Brown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a great move. The, the Lakers would be well off. The Lakers would, would kill it if they did that. As you should. Uh, but, um, yeah, and in terms of the season, I mean uh, – to be honest with you, I'm a huge LeBron fan, and I think what he's doing at his age is 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 great. Like, I, I don't, you know, I don't see anyone that old, that this many years in the league, doing what he's doing. Correct. But in terms of his legacy, if they don't make the playoffs, that is that is definitely a hit because it shows that that LeBron can't be the number one guy anymore. He can be one one A and one you know one A and one B, but he can't mm-hmm. be just the only one carrying the team. Uh, I think that that's uh, Father Time is undefeated. And I think that's, that plays a huge part, you know. Bro, um, not, it's not even not just making the playoffs. It's the fact that this is about to be the worst record ever for a LeBron. Yeah, ever. Yeah. <laughs> on top, on top of not making the playoffs. Like, it's not like they just – After all those Cavaliers seasons with trash players. It's crazy. It's yeah. unbelievable. This is the worst. Unbelievable. Well, yeah, like, like I said, that just shows that he, he just can't carry the team by himself. Yeah. I think um, I think he has – he needs to play three games and, and in order to claim that that scoring title. I mean, it'll look good in his resume, but that's what that's all it is. Yep. It's a resume. Because right. right. <laughs> I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think he's won a scoring title. Or if he has, it's like one one time, right? He won one. I think it was in one time. Yeah. Eight, I believe. Maybe, he yeah, won, maybe he 08. Yeah. Oh, what, L- 08 or 07. Um, yep. Yeah. And yeah. I, before you go, I got one hot take that I want to throw out there. And I have not heard this mentioned anywhere else. We talk about, you know, Younger players want to team up with younger players. And we heard, you know, how LeBron was kind of gushing over what Cleveland's doing, you know, back in the All-Star break, kind of flirting mm-hmm. with the going back home. Correct. I personally believe Cleveland would not want LeBron back. Hell no. I personally believe that. I don't think they would welcome him back. I think the younger players think he would screw up what they have going on. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they want that pressure of knowing that if they don't win a chip, they may be gone that next year. Uh, I don't think Mobley would want to play with him. I don't think Garland would want to play with him. I don't think Markinen would want to play with him. I don't think nope. Jared Allen would want to play with him. Like, nope. that's not what LeBron is about. We've never seen LeBron team up with younger guys and coach them up and no, exactly and show them how to play. Um, yeah. You could have done that with a Lakers team before absolutely. training for AD. I mean, you, see, you have Lonzo, you have Brandon Ingram, Bro, you have you know, yeah, you, you had a good, you had a look good how they, Look how they could have turned out. But yeah, he's exactly. never been that type of. He's never been that way, and now it's coming back to bite him. At, he at always wants age. to go. He always wants to go into a perfect situation, and exactly. ever since he's left Cleveland in 2010, he wants to go into a perfect situation to where 
he's the guy and he has great pieces around him, right? And that's that's the thing about LeBron. Granted, I do want to – I mean, granted, I'll give him his flowers. Do, do I respect him as a total basketball player? Yes. Like, he's done a lot, second leading in scoring. Like, will he – he most likely will pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar if he, you know, remains healthy and keeps continuing what he's doing. He's going to do it. And if he does that – I can't keep hating on a man. However, <laughs> however, when it comes down to you're averaging 30, right? You're averaging 30. Your team, you've been on worse teams. You've been on worse teams. You've been on worse teams and made the playoffs and went to the conference finals with them, right? So I think he's the problem. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. For one, in your career, you've never averaged 30. You've always averaged about 25, 26, 7, and 8, right? Moving the ball around, giving your teammates the opportunity to actually, you know, get their flow going as well. Granted, was Russell Westbrook a new, uh, a good fit? Heck no. Russell Westbrook was not a good fit. Personally, I think Dame or Bradley Bill would have been a way better fit. Absolutely. You need that, you need that extra sidekick that's going to give you 29, 30, and can also facilitate the ball as well. And Dame and Bradley Bill can do that. Um, you already experienced what Kyrie can give you, and Kyrie give you a shit in Cleveland. So those type of players is what you need. You don't need Russell Westbrook, who wants to have his own team, who's pushed, who's pushed uh, PG – KD away, all these players, like, you don't need that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you need a facilitator. You got AD. He's about older than y'all. AD's about, <laughs> about 45, right? I mean, the knees, knee, are. The, the the knees body, are 45. Yeah. <laughs> the, the knees um, are. So, like, AD's not really a good fit either. He's unreliable. You know what I'm saying? Every year. Street clothes. Every year is something. Street clothes. Yeah. Somebody, <laughs> <laughs> hey, somebody said that the other day. Like, um, we were talking about the Laker game. And they were like, yeah, if street clothes can get it together, I think they'll be good. I was like, who's street clothes? <laughs> no, I'm so That's serious. You I, was ain't like, know? Who, I was like, who is street clothes? He was like, bro, AD, he's street clothes. <laughs> and I started crying, laughing. Yes, I was like, bro. yeah, man, that's street clothes. Yes. Um, look good on the bench. Oh, yeah, man. Sit, um, sitting over there in some Gucci shades. I'm like, if you Gucci shades. I take those. <laughs> I'm like, man, show some class, bro. Exactly. Just, like, your team is losing. Your team isn't a straight fit in the playoffs like comfortably. Yeah, team is literally losing. Y'all not even gonna make the playing game. You got to be really sorry to not make the playing game. Yeah, you gotta be. You gotta be terrible almost. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have to be bottom, bottom what bottom top of the league. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm saying like that's pretty sad. Yeah, and I think I think I mean obviously what I I think is circumstance too. You know, I mean. A lot of things that this this team that they put together was supposed to be like, you know, they were supposed to have what Kendrick Nunn. Uh, yeah, Kendrick Nunn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then you know, they it just it's just a like I said, they protected THT. They could have gotten Kyle Lowry mm-hmm. instead of uh, THT last year, but of uh, course, he's he's averaging nine points a game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're not think, utilizing think, these young players that they do have, and the players that they do have. Are just getting hurt as well, like Kendrick Nunn, bro. Like, what? You ain't played all year. 
Nope. He played exactly. like three games this whole year and then to shut it down. I'm like, bro, come on. Like yeah, he's supposed that. to be the promising one. You got you brought back Trevor Ariza for what? And bro, <laughs> like the, for what? The sad thing about all this, right? Like it, at least, you know, when your favorite team is bad one year, at least you could look forward to a high draft pick the next year. Yeah. The Lakers can't even do that, bro. Like they nope. can't even do that all because nope. of the LeBron effect. All because of that. Yeah, I think I think in a sense though, one thing I would say about Bron, at least what I'm hoping for is he has enough self awareness that he can't carry the team anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you know, he's a he seems like a pretty smart guy. Seems like to know when you know, but I think I'm hopeful for because there might be some changes. Lakers, Lakers. He's like you said, he's playing with Cleveland. Maybe he knows he can't carry a team and that, I mean, right. you know, sometimes they might not want to play with him, but Darius Garland is a, it's a clutch, he's a clutch uh, player. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, he is. He, they're, they're part of the, you know, I think a couple of those guys are, are part of a clutch team. So, so that might, you know, be, be something to look at. Um, I know, I know it seems like they've been big on bringing people uh, or at least during his time at or the Lakers, it looks like seems like he's they've been big on trying to bring people in that signed under Rich Paul, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I think I think that that might be something that that I'm hoping that he's more self aware. I know when Bronny enters the draft, whenever that may be, that's 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 his hope to play one one year with his son. Correct. <laughs> so, I was just about so, to mention that. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm gonna piggyback piggyback on that too. When you talk about self awareness, I honestly. I think he can still carry a team. I really do. What I need LeBron to realize is that you're not a good GM. You're, you're oh, just not. Like, allow the people who run the team, who get paid to do that, allow them to do their job. Allow them That's to right. pieces together for you. Everyone yeah. in the world seems to know what you need around you, except you. Exactly. <laughs> you, know? you be trying to recruit exactly. your homeboys. <laughs> yeah, let me get my homeboys on the team, and we good. And Every- Oh, you have a Everyone can clearly see you need a point guard that can distribute, and you need shooters. Yep. Everyone can yep. see that, and yet you you come up with Russell Westbrook, the worst di- distributing point guard, the most turnover prone point guard, and no yeah. shooters. Your best shooter on the team is Malik Monk, who should exactly, who exactly. Had, had a phenomenal year. Don't get me wrong, but that man should be a seventh or eighth person in your rotation, not exactly. your not your leading shooter. Like, come on, no. not and not your starter. He should no. definitely be coming off your bench. No, like he did in Charlotte. Thank He's you. the best yeah, player. No, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I think. I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. Because basically, the team that LeBron is around him is like a, a prime Dwight Howard team. You know, when when absolutely. Dwight Howard went to the finals, when he had all the shooters around him. Um, but there's no youth. There's yeah, literally no, 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 no. youth you're, on you're the absolutely team. Right. Like, look that's, at that's everyone who's on the team. Go from top to bottom. Everyone is over thirty. Yep. Damn near. AD might as well be. He's 28. Yep. But, like, there's no <laughs> youth. You know what I'm saying, Kendrick? You know? No, absolutely. And he's damaged good. You got uh, Gabriel, William Gabriel. Yeah, who? That, that's yeah. what they were hanging their hat on is, is signing all these all these veterans at a minimum while right. AD, Braun, and Westbrook take the whole cap. <laughs> yep. And and just last point before I move on, I, I'm pretty sure y'all probably know the answer to this, but do you you all do realize who the highest paid player in the entire league next year is, right? Um, I guess it's <laughs> Oh, my guess. No, my guess is um, no, my my guess is 
uh, either Kevin Durant or or Kyrie. No, I, I said who it is, not who it should be. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I thought I thought that's what Bro, it is. No, nah, it's Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook oh, wow. is the highest paid player in the NBA for next season, twenty twenty three. Wow, how that's much is he gonna make? Forty seven mil. But nice thing is that's one year left on his contract. That's why I think the my opinion as the Lakers GM is he has one year left on his contract. You can use that as some sort of trade bait or a team that's thinking, whatever it may be, you know, um, and, and trade him away and, and try to figure that out. <laughs> but Man, that's, Russell Westbrook's 47 mils. It's like tough a, to trade away, bro. That's absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, ain't nobody gonna pick up that contract. I mean, someone may. I ain't gonna say nobody, but somebody may. I mean, but... that John Wall contract is probably the worst contract in the league right now. Yeah, somebody's not even playing. No one's exactly. even start on John Wall. Yeah. And John Wall is literally not playing because he doesn't want to. Yeah. Well, exactly. they they don't want him to. Other way around, the team doesn't yeah, they want, don't want him to. to. Yeah. They told him not to. But at least John Wall has uh, less turnovers than Westbrook this year. That's all I can say. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, when when he did put up numbers, I mean, at least he at least he gave the team a little bit of production when he did play in Houston. Um, but man, that I mean, but to answer the question for real, I mean, I don't think people are gonna want to play with him. I think he's gonna be. Um, I think he's gonna start out to be a. Uh, a cancer to young teams because young teams like the running gun let them move the ball like to like get everyone else involved and I don't think I think with this new age LeBron it's not gonna it's not gonna work so they're gonna be less attracted to go over there and for all you guys said the pressure of actually going there I mean shoot there's already pressure on him they ain't making oh. the playoffs this year so at the end of the day like that's on him so less attractive in general um and does this damage his you know his career uh i think so to have one of the worst seasons of your career but but be a scoring leader it makes no sense we've seen players that that have had worse teams that's what i'm saying like that must be bad coaching and it must have to be or this has to be you know, the one person that is scoring the ball the most. You know what I'm saying? Like, every leader scorer that you've seen, what leader scorer do you know recently in the past 10 years has not made the playoffs? Leader scorer on a team. I got to look that up, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You, 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 you can't find one. Yeah, yeah. You can't find a leading scorer in the NBA and their team does not make the playoffs, no matter what. You get what I'm saying? No, yeah, like, for real. It's, it's, that's it's, unheard I, of. You're right. I, 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 you talking about in the record books? He in the record for this? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I think like, one, uh, one last, last twenty years, thirty years, you can't find one. One last point, though, I do want to make is in terms of like Braun in the future. I think if he does play with a young team, his permanent position is going to be at, at the four or the five, kind of how the Lakers had him, kind of hybrid this year. Yeah, um, I think that's what what it's gonna have to be, just because, like I said, with between age and and what he can do in the court, it, mm-hmm. it's it's small ball, you know. He needs to, it's, he needs to roll, unfortunately, but you know, it it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, I think giving up Caruso, giving up Kyle Kuzma, giving up all these guys that they won a the championship with was the worst decision they ever made in their lives. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that was the worst thing. 
that could have happened. Like you had the right pieces to where they could actually make something happen. You know what I'm saying? You had a JaVel McGee out there that was giving you boards and 10. Uh, younger Dwight Howard that was a little kind of, you know, getting himself together. Cools, you have a defensive stopper in Alex Caruso. You had all these good pieces in place to where you were you were going to be successful. Um, Kyle, uh, Pope, you had uh, Caldwell Pope. So, I don't know. I feel like they definitely fumbled the ball, but hey, I don't yeah. care anyways. <laughs> Oh, hey, hey fellas, real quick. I know we're about to go. Are you guys about to go to the next topic? I mm-hmm. have daddy duties I need to do right now. Oh, for sure. Uh, oh. It's cool with you guys. I got to no drop worries. off. And, and, uh, I appreciate the time. Uh, you know, I always enjoy being with you guys. I love listening to podcasts and I love talking to you guys as always. And um, man, I, I'm glad I get to see you guys this summer. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Hey, I appreciate, you. You joining us. appreciate you joining us, man. Be easy, okay? Yep. All right, man. Much love. Take care, right. guys. Yes, sir. Um, moving on to our next topic, uh, it's Brady. First of all, I want to tell you, like, I'll, cause we haven't, we're, we're able to talk about it. And, you know, since then, and I told your ass <laughs> that he was coming back. Absolutely. I think we did. I think we did talk about it, but yeah, I want to tell you again. This, we talked about it. It's on record, but like. Golly, you're gonna listen to me one day. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah, man, there's a lot of other weird stuff happening though. Um, with the Belichick, you know, coming out with certain statements, um, little weird things happening in the NFL. Um, Brady is obviously officially back for about a month now. And um he they signed a lot of the key players that they wanted to sign back on the team. Um, I know it was an April Fool's joke, right? I know it was an April Fool's joke of Julian Edelman potentially making a return. Absolutely. There there was a joke coming out there saying, oh, I made a return. I don't think that's going to be a joke. What? I think, I think, I'm telling you, bro, I have a gut feeling that Julian Edelman is going to come out of retirement. You've heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. I think Julian Edelman is going to come out of retirement and play another season with Tom Brady. They're practicing every day. They're literally like, I don't even know. He's probably living with him. I don't even know. Like, he is literally training with Brady every single day. You literally cannot sit here and tell me they don't have AB no more. They're not going to resign him, obviously. Correct. Why not? Because Julian Edelman is not AB. That that's why not. But I'm I'm not going to go against you because you proved me wrong last time. So I'm gonna just I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna just go with it. I'm gonna let you have this moment. I'm gonna let you go. I'm, I'm gonna go with it. <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna argue. I'm just gonna say Julian Edelman is, is not a replacement for AB. But they do have a special connection that I can understand. Uh, I seen mm-hmm. this the pictures of him and Grock together in Tampa Bay and blah blah blah. So I'm gonna just I'm gonna let you. Yep. Have this one. I'm gonna let you. Have this one. But you know this that's when we'll get into that. But he does turn 36 is, next month, just so you know. But he does say, <laughs> "Hey, but age ain't nothing but a number nine days, boy." 
Apparently, you keep your keep your body keep your body good shape. He's a two years out of retirement, just working out, ain't doing nothing. Um, so hey, who knows? Let me catch a few balls. You know, let me get myself catch a few balls. There's room. Oh boy. Um, but can Brady or Belichick join another franchise before the end of their career? That's the main question that we want to know. Um, I'll let you start off and say that. Yeah, so I, there's been grumblings of both. You know, uh, right. know Robert Kraft made a comment at, at the, the coaches' meeting, you know, basically saying he's, he's a little frustrated with uh, performing last Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, people were talking about uh, Tom potentially moving on if Tampa Bay doesn't go that far this year. There's been rumors of him being connected to Miami for some unknown reason. Uh, mm-hmm. But I honestly, I, I don't see either one. I really don't. Um, for, for Brady, I just don't see him as just a kind of a franchise hopper, as a ring chaser. I think he, he's, yeah. a, he's a difference maker. So there's no reason for him to chase rings. Yeah, he doesn't need to do that. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. And he's the type of talent where, unlike, you know, we we're just talking about the Brady can bring people to him. You know what I mean? So Correct. I don't see him jumping ship just because, you know, oh, Miami just got uh, Tyreek Hill and they got, you know, a better defense, whatever the case. I just don't see that. Um, and I still I say no for Belichick, too. Uh, I feel like if, number one, that man will never get fired by the Patriots. Uh, mm-hmm. For some reason, he did get the boot. Uh, I think he would just straight up retire. I don't see him going to join another franchise. Uh, I think he'll just go down in the books as a legend because it wouldn't – impact his career positively if he went anywhere else and it didn't work you know what i mean like mm-hmm. he he has nothing more to gain he only has things to lose at, at this point so uh for that reason yeah i, I don't see either one leaving uh and just just last thing too yeah. I, I don't see as weird as this is i don't see belichick as the type of guy to want to walk into like a perfect situation you know what i mean like yeah, do, yeah he yeah. seems more like a grinder more like a fixer like yeah. i don't you would just want to waltz into like a, a kansas city job like i think he nope. out the mud and so for that reason you know i, I think if, if it doesn't work in in uh, new england i think he's probably done i i totally agree with you i think belichick will try to like I think he would try to take a franchise like the Houston Texans and right. try to like, yeah. <laughs> like bring them around to where they're now a playoff contender. Exactly. Like, Jacksonville. He's never, he's never been. I need somebody. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Lord trying, mercy. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to throw that in there. Exactly. <laughs> throw it out a team name. Not uh, coming. <laughs> exactly. Atlanta Falcons. Uh, <laughs> Oh man, um, no, I totally agree. Um, but the answer to the question, I don't see them connecting again. I don't see them getting on a different franchise and old mm-hmm. back like old days. They didn't really like each other. Like I don't think like they did, but they didn't. And mm-hmm. Brady, Brady, you know, there's rumors and talks said that Brady really wasn't feeling fond of Bill. Like the last three or four years, mm-hmm. he wasn't really catering to him. I don't think he ever catered to him ever. No, he doesn't but believe like, in that, and he doesn't believe in that. But it's like I don't, and like Belis doesn't really care to like. I don't even know to reconnect mm-hmm. either. So I don't even think that could be a thing. Like he's not that type of coach. Like oh, I love when you used to play for me type stuff. Like he's like okay, on to the next one. Like yep. like. That's always been the mentality, and which is weird. Like this man has done, 
has literally made your system what it is. Yeah, I think that's like, just, I don't that's, think he'll be anything without Brady. That's facts, but at the same time, that's the quote unquote patriot way, you know. I mean, like treat everyone equally, treat even if you are the GOAT, like you still don't get any preferential treatment. That's I will say as much as I don't agree with that, I think you should cater to the GOAT. Uh, I do respect that he's consistent. You know what I mean? The Belichick but is consistent with his treatment. I, I get what you're saying, but like his way didn't create wins. Like a lot of people don't know this, but Belichick was a Cleveland Browns head coach. Like in the nineties, in the early nineties, he coached the Cleveland Browns for like two or three years with Nick Saban as his defensive coordinator. They were on the same team. They were, they were the, that's why, like, they get so much clout now, but, like, that's why their relationship is so good. Bill Belichick hired Nick Saban as a defensive coordinator for the Cleveland Browns. They went nowhere. They literally had a subpar team. They didn't... It, it, it is the Browns, though. I don't care, though. <laughs> if, that's the, if, that's, if that's your way, if that's your way, you can make anybody great. You can at least make the playoffs. They ain't make the playoffs. And you have Nick Saban. We're not talking. We're we're talking about a we're talking about a goat in college football. You have two goats on a team, and you're telling me you can't get an NFL team to the playoffs? Come on now, it has to be Brady. Brady made your way to where something it, it was something. He was also a, he was also a, a coach for the for the New York Jets. A lot of people don't know that. Everyone just knows what he did for the Patriots while they were winning. No one knows about the Jets or Cleveland Browns. But he was in the NFL for a while, all right? So let's put a little bit of respect on what Brady did for this man because he didn't change his system. He didn't change the way he coached. He didn't obviously just slip a switch and was like, oh, this is why I'm going to go. No, he's coached like that the whole time. He just came to the Patriots, and it just worked after Eric Bledsoe got hurt. No, no argument. You know, but you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Though? Like, I'm just saying, like, yeah, the Patriot way is really, you know, Brady made that made that way. You know what I'm saying? To where it can be called that. So the fact that there was no like respect for him is kind of weird. So that's how. I don't think they'll ever reconnect. However, um, I do think there are some. I heard some rumbles about him going to San Francisco for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know why. I mean, it makes sense. He's Cali boy, um, raised in Cali. Um, I, you know, he has a lot of family there. Uh, they have a really great team. Um, good defense, good stacked offense to where he has a lot of good weapons. But, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't think we really talked about this, or maybe we did talk about this, or no, I talked about this with somebody else. Mm-hmm. But how do you feel about this Bruce Arian situation? Like, what, like, what do you think about it? Uh... My take, I, I think the man did a good thing. I, I'm not buying the rumor because there's no truth. There's no proof to it that 
Brady and Arians had some type of beef. I'm not buying that. I'm not buying no, that. No, I, no. I, I truly course. believe that Arians made a concerted effort to leave the team in good hands before he stepped away. And that's exactly what he said. Uh, and I don't know why some people just refuse to believe it. He literally stood up there on the microphone uh, when he announced his retirement and said, only reason I'm retiring is because Brady's back and I feel like I'm leaving the team in good hands. He said he would have held off his retirement for another year if Brady didn't come back. So he mm-hmm. could try the team in a better place. Um, and so we have all this talk the entire offseason. We've been talking about giving black coaches not only a chance, but a, a good chance, a good opportunity. Well, that's exactly, mm-hmm. that's exactly what Arians has created. That's exactly yep. what he's created for Todd Bowles. And people are complaining. Are they trying to make it out? Mm. You know, Brady got him fired or Brady wouldn't come back unless he retired. Like, no, Arian straight up told you what he did. And it makes total sense. Um, You look at the same thing compared to Coach K. Like, I mean, he's he's leaving the team to his assistant, leaving it in good hands. He's not giving you the team in ruins. You know what I mean? Um, And like that's all we've been asking for uh, is to give minorities a good opportunity not, to not right. give them the Texans coaching job. You know what I mean? To give them mm-hmm. the opportunity to lead the GOAT, to give them all the tools to be successful. So I love it, man. I really do. And I, I it hurts me and it pains me. And it was really irritating to hear all these people try to turn it into something that it's not. Mm. I I agree with you. That's why I know I really wanted your intake on mm-hmm. it. Um, I thought it was weird to be honest. Um, I just thought like, <clears throat> is something going on? Is something that you're not hiding? Is something like it's something like you resign, but you work for the same team? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, I'm gonna take a front office role like out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Like you got your team back. You got. You know, you resigned Leonard Fournette. You resigned Chris Godwin. Like you, you got Brady back, so you have a good situation going on. Um, out of nowhere, I mean, I get what you're saying, but out of nowhere, it was just like, all right, let me take a front office role. I mean, I'm gonna retire man, from coaching, but I'm gonna retire, but I'm gonna still work for the team. The man is 69. He just wants to go sit down. Like, what's wrong with that? He doesn't want to quit. I don't quit, see anything wrong with it. I just think it was, but still, like, we won't sit down. Let's retire. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, he, he's still useful to the team. He still has a great football mind. He still thinks he could be useful to them. So he's just taking a step back. And he he's leaving the team in capable hands. I I see nothing wrong with it. I agree. I agree. I just thought it was weird. I'm not saying it was a bad move. Mm-hmm. I love the decision, like, to make Todd Bowles a head coach, like, to make that executive decision to already, like, not going out of the organization, like, mm-hmm. not going out and trying to find a better co- – no, I'm making Todd Bowles my replacement. Like, yep. I, I really commend him for that. And, you know, it's like – it's like, man, I think they be tuning in to us because, like, it's just, it's just going around, like – crazy yeah they do it's no i think i i know they do they listen you're right yeah you're, ab- yeah. you're absolutely right you're yep. absolutely right eric benemy you're on the way yep you're That's on the way next. you're probably you're probably on the way to uh who knows you know what i'm saying they may need you over there in atlanta because i don't know what arthur doing <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh you were the next one up man but yeah man like I think this is a great – it's going to be an exciting football season. Tyreek Hill is in Miami. Yep. Like, wow. Uh, a lot of craziness has happened in free agency, and a lot of good free agents are still out there. Um, 
Bobby Wagner just signed a deal with the Rams for mm-hmm. 65 million, 50 million guaranteed, mm-hmm. uh, which is well deserving. Well, well deserving. He's such a dynamic linebacker to where he can he can change the game. Their defense is gonna be crazy. Even though they lost Von Miller. It's still gonna be nasty. <laughs> and I think still the Bills I think the Bills found the found the piece to success with Von Miller. I really believe the Bills are gonna make a statement next year. Hey, no argument for me. They they kept their core and they added to it. Yeah, no argument here. And like I think like that's a big deal. And I, like he's a Super Bowl MVP. You know what I'm saying? So and he says a lot of life to live um in the football game. So I'm looking forward to the NFL season, man. I can't wait. It's April. About to prep for a fantasy season coming up soon. You already know. Oh man, like starting May. I mean, really starting now, but I ain't gonna yeah, say exactly. I'm, I'm waiting, <laughs> wait, I'm waiting, watching a drive like Mel Kiper over here. Mel Kiper Jr., literally. <laughs> junior, Jr. <laughs> oh boy. Um, but yeah, man, it's gonna be an exciting season, and I'm really looking forward to it. Um this one thing, one thing more as we close. I know there's a lot of things going on as we speak. I just saw this today. Um, back to basketball for a quick sec. What do you think about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's comments on LeBron? I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> I but did. I did. See it. I, I meant to. I meant to mention it during the with LeBron topic, but yeah, I just forgot about it. But I was like, let's close out on this. Kareem is steady talking. This man has always been talking, <laughs> and not just about LeBron either. Kareem has been outspoken, uh, you know, since the end of his career. And uh, mm-hmm. he, for some reason, somehow, this man's still making waves. He's still making news, still making headlines. Of course. Uh, I don't even know how old he is. Do you, you have any idea? I have zero uh, idea how old this man is. He's in his 70s for sure, but. For sure, if not older. <laughs> <laughs> and still making headlines. I mean, he's he's aware. I mean, he has that, that Kanye effect, like. Hey, whether it's good news, bad news, whatever, it's, it's a headline. He knows how to stay relevant. So um, in terms of the actual comments, in terms of, you know, LeBron doing things that are beneath him, I, I agree in a sense. I don't agree with the examples he used necessarily, but I do mm-hmm. agree with certain things that LeBron says and does that I do think are kind of beneath him and don't necessarily enhance his brand. Um, but at the same time, you can't you can't take away from everything LeBron does for the community. I mean, that's that's yeah. one thing. Regardless whether you hate LeBron, uh, whether you're a fan, whatever, you cannot take away. I mean, right. this man has built schools, like yeah, not exactly. not donate, not give scholarships. This man has yeah. built built schools. Like mm-hmm. there's built no schools disputing. and gave him scholarships for those. schools. Yes, bro. Yes, there's there's no disputing that. Don't get me wrong. Like as LeBron. Hater, I do respect him as as a person outside of basketball. Like he, the what all the things he does for his community, um, all the entrepreneurial things that he help he does to help like other even players, like not even in his sport. Like he literally tries to help everyone in the professional realm um, to either get paid, put them on and put him on to different things. Um, and his community, like, he just does the most. He does the most mm-hmm. out of anybody I've ever heard or seen. Like, no one's fine getting schools made for players. I mean, for 
just regular kids. No mm -hmm. one's doing that. People are probably getting gems and stuff like that, but like he built a whole school. Like it's literally like a legit district school. And that is really impressive. And I will say that. I definitely will say that. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, man, this has been really dope, really good episode. Um we had my guy Roy in the building for a quick sec. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, shout out to Roy. Hey, daddy dudes come first. We get yeah, daddy dudes <laughs> always come first. I, I trust me, I understand. Um, but I appreciate him uh signing on with us and um, you know, appreciate you as well, man. Yes, sir. I already know. We're gonna, we're gonna keep this thing rolling. Um, everybody else tuning in and listens to us. Um, I appreciate you guys so much. We're going to get this thing popping more soon when our schedule is getting a lot more dense. But I appreciate everyone tuning in. You are now listening to another episode from the Nosebleeds. We out.